following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, Joe Walsh, similar to Tanya Tucker. And when did that album come out? This Analog. album, Analog Man, came out, I want to say six years ago. Was it that long? Yeah, five or six years ago. Wow. I feel like this would be like Bo's walkout song or something. Yeah. I'm actually pretty hip on all the digital stuff. I can handle that very well, but yeah, yeah I'm still I'm still a vinyl guy. Yeah, deep at heart. Now it's funny that we're playing this because I actually had this discussion with my uncle yesterday. He called me up in a panic because his iPod or his iPhone wasn't working right. He said he's like the, the daggone song keeps playing over and over and over, and I can't yeah. figure it out. And you've screwed this whole thing up. I was like, um, Uncle Daryl, it's on repeat, dude. So I gotta make a trip to for sales this week and uh, fix, fix his it iPhone. For him. Yeah, all right. He's definitely an analog man. Yeah, the, they're not hard to spot. Thinning liquidity adds to headaches for traders. Um, Philip Sexton, we welcome to the show. How you doing today? I'm great. I actually uh, wanted to add to uh, what you said in the first hour about the uh, um, hurricanes and natural catastrophes, and you know the the whole climate change and everything. Um, it, you know, when you look back, uh, so we've looked at some uh, reinsurance companies and, you know, for those of you that don't know what reinsurance companies are, they're insurance for insurance. So a company like uh, Allstate may insure a billion dollars worth of homes up the Atlantic coast. Well, they ain't got the money to pay for all that, you know, if, right. if Hurricane Dorian ripped through there. So they'll actually write a policy with a reinsurance company saying after the X amount of losses, you all step in. That's right. Well, you can go back and look at uh, earnings calls, uh, you know, so a company reports earnings quarterly and, and does a, an update quarterly, which is a call, uh, and they answer Q&A and everything. Uh, back four years ago, they were talking about uh, uh, historically low amounts of natural catastrophes, uh, you know, and, and how that you haven't really seen anything major for many many years or you know basically for almost a decade at that point and now you're seeing uh things start to pick up it's more like a, a reversion to the mean right more so than it is oh crap you know we're, we're having more and more of these so you're seeing um and and actually what happens during a time of fewer um natural catastrophes is that the pricing for reinsurance becomes tighter and tighter they're not able to price 
and get the margins that they've been able to get in the past. Yeah, it's it's kind of a twofold scenario where one is, uh, you know, the longer you go without a, a catastrophic event, uh, you know, the less and less people think that they need you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of, why am I paying for this insurance? I'm never going to need it. Right. Uh, you know, that's one one side of it. But the other side, too, is you've got all this private equity hedge fund money flowing in saying, hey, you can't go wrong here. Right. You know, you, you, don't, you don't lose. That's right. And so they're going in undercutting on price. So it's, it's kind of a weird thing of uh, – Every once in a while, you kind of need something like a major catastrophe in the insurance world. Shake things up and let them realize why they're paying the insurance. And also, uh, you know, in in, in insurance world, period, it's it's I've said it before you every once in a while, you got to lose money to make money. Right. (laughs) Keep your customers. (laughs) So, you know, every once in a while, you got to have somebody wrecked to know why they pay for their car insurance. That's right. I brought this up just a minute ago. Thinning liquidity adds to headaches for traders. Um, As the summer wanes, assets from stocks and bonds to currencies and derivatives are hard to trade. This is by Gunjan Banjerji and Amrith Ramkumar. It's in uh, the Wall Street Journal. Investors already preoccupied with the trade battle between the U.S. and China and the prospect of a recession have another frustration, thinning liquidity. And I would just add that liquidity means a robust market on both sides of the bid and ask spectrum. So when there's plenty of liquidity, that means there's a lot of players who are playing in a certain stock or bond offering. And it happens generally that the latest and greatest um, security to come out has the most liquidity, the most following. That happens in the treasury bond market. That happens in other markets also in the stock market too. You'll see the greatest liquidity on something new. But as the older things get, more dated the liquidity tends to fall off but sometimes you you see in the as this says in the waning summer months lower liquidity in all kinds of things yeah and in the article it it says a uh, single stock liquidity fell in august and is near some of its lowest points of the past decade according to a goldman sachs analyst uh, analysis of Russell 3000 stocks. The bank measured how many shares were available to trade without having a significant impact on prices. So the problem is, is the less volume that is traded when you have to exit a position or even if you want to enter a position, uh, you actually have the uh, potential to affect price. Uh, you know, if if you're if you come in and you want to buy 10% of all the volume traded for the day, you know, right off the bat, more than likely you're going to move the price. Right. And that's what um, you know they're kind of getting at is that you've seen all this um, all, all this liquidity move out of the market, especially over the summer months. And uh, the fear is is uh, you know what happens in in bouts of volatility. Right. Because it. it if there's no real liquidity and you actually saw this in 2008, um, you know, even like in money market funds, uh, for example, there, there wasn't any liquidity and it seriously shocked the, you know, money market funds around the world. Right. And that's what they're getting at here is that if you, if you lose liquidity, uh, so, uh, he says, I fear the lower level of liquidity might enable, what would normally be a 1% sell-off to become a 3% sell-off, said Don Dell, a founder at Equity Risk Control Group overseeing option strategy. And what I wanted to get out of this article, uh, the, the main point I wanted to get out of this article is that liquidity doesn't uh, does affect investment decisions. It's absolutely right. For everyone. I mean, you may find a great company that may be worth investing in, but if there's no liquidity... It's kind. It it affects your decision, right? Um, you know I, that's something that we do. Uh, 
we do it the pre-financial group is is you know we we monitor it's almost like a, a risk meeting uh you know every about once a quarter uh, at least where we we're looking at okay you know what what's what's the liquidity of the portfolio you know what what's our balance look like on you know different industries and everything uh so you know liquidity is something that's definitely on the on the top of our minds uh because you may have a great company and a great name and a great business but as we've seen over many 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 years worth of history is that things do happen mm-hmm. you know and, and you may have to exit the greatest of names right uh what'll be the bid asked when you try to get out exactly what'll it look like and that's the thing is is you know uh one of the one of the ways we look at that is is you know what's the average so on yahoo finance this is for you simple uh simple traders here we're going to break break it down into simplicity terms yeah. on yahoo finance they break down what's called the average three-month volume so that's the normal daily amount of shares traded over yeah. the past three months uh so you, we you know you can look at that and then you can look at how much volume how many shares do you actually own you know what's the percentage of the volume of that uh so when you're looking at you know a mutual fund for example if they had to exit a position they're looking at how much of the actual volume do they own how much of the float do they own too right you, know, you never want to be in a position where you own a vast majority of something and trying to exit because who's going to buy it from you exactly that by the way this is why big companies that are private go public so that the owners of the stock will have some sort of liquidity to get out of it. That is one of the only reasons they go public. Yeah. Is to have the, the cash liquidity, you know, because for the exit strategy, exactly. Uh, because, uh, a business is only worth what somebody is willing to pay Pay for it. And, uh, if you don't have liquidity, you don't have the price there to get out and this is this goes to the core of markets and why markets are the way that they are is because you have to have somebody willing to pay on the other side of the trade when you want to get out yeah and liquidity is an important thing for confidence in markets for people to be confident that the market is going to work the way it's supposed to work when you need it to work yeah liquidity is um the the efficient market uh the less liquidity the less efficient sometimes we can take advantage of illiquidity to buy things at a price that we want to buy them at which can be a lower price than what they might trade at if they were highly liquid prime example was uh 2016 actually uh the the market dropped what was a thousand points in the morning yeah and it, it rallied back significantly but the reason that it dropped so much was that so many people were trying to exit etfs especially uh you know so passive investments and what happens when you're exiting that is the market maker goes in and has to sell off the actual shares that back what the index is and he had no clue you know what he was going to be able to get on the other side so for him to save his own skin you know and not take on millions of of dollars worth of risk you know he's saying okay this is what i can let you let you out at right now right you know he's he's making a spread you know five percent wide or something like that because he needs to make sure that he fits through this. He's going to be able to get in there. And, and so something that appears riskless, like an ETF, there's actually risk involved. Yeah. And, and off of that, too, um, I think that's, that's about the same time the, uh, uh, they put in the, what, what is it, after if you get a X percent drop, there's a 15-minute freeze right. on the market now. Which is which is actually another liquidity killer. That's right. <laughs> yep. A- you ought to let the market trade where it wants to. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton. News Radio 630 WLAP.
August. What happened? Happened here. At the Carlick Festival. El Paso. Dayton. Philadelphia. The Amazon Rainforest. Jeffrey Epstein. They can't. Go to Israel. Protesters uh, in Hong Kong. Every day. Johnson & Johnson. We're there. This hurricane. Jim Comey. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. You've heard us talk about the importance of having your investments produce income. Well, it's no joke. The likelihood you run through your principal in a down market is much greater. If you're taking withdrawals from income rather than principal, you're adding insult to injury by liquidating stocks when the market is down. If you're withdrawing from your portfolio regularly to cover living expenses, you may be permanently eroding your principal. Wouldn't you rather just use income? We can show you how. For a no-cost, no-obligation meeting with us, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. You can also find us on Facebook and at DupreeFinancial.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. How to bet on a stock sell-off and a surge in volatility. This isn't something we typically do, <laughs> Philip Sexton, but uh, <laughs> talk about it a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, a, a lot of people, they always, we were on the talk of insurance, they always want to say, you know, well, what's what's the insurance, you know, where, where can I get insurance on my, on my portfolio? Um, so, they talk about, they say, all hell VIX $20 calls. Um, with the near-term outlook for the S&P 500 index clouded by the risk of presidential tweets, potential interest rate cuts, and other factors that could whipsaw equity prices, it's no wonder this call option has become increasingly pop- popular with investors. If the stock market tanks, the CBO volatility index, or VIX, surges, the $20 call could be a big moneymaker should the market rally and VIX decline uh, because, say, interest rates are cut or the trade war is settled. The calls don't cost that much, so it's not really a big deal. So what they're saying is is that you buy calls on the VIX, which is the volatility, the fear index, basically. Um, and if the market sells off, you know, if you get a big sell-off in the market, the VIX surges. Uh, so, you know, it, it's uh, – Back in the fourth quarter of last year, I think it, it touched 40 at one point. And what what you're doing is is you're selling these calls to be something that goes up in a down market. Um, but as everything, this is, this is insurance, basically. This is the cost of insurance, too. And what happens if you get, you know, nine years again of, of steady eddy, tink, 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 well, basically, you've you've lost out on who knows how much, however much the the, the options had cost you, uh, you know. And what I wanted to get from this is that when you're investing for the long run, and when you're investing for retirement, um, it's it's better to invest in companies that you've built a level of conviction around, companies that can make that can produce income on a consistent basis and work for you. You know, it, it, it instead of trying to protect your principal, let your principal work for you. Right. In a sense, because over time, if you do your homework and you manage it properly, then yes, there will be. So, periods so the VIX isn't necessarily a good investment. It's just a, it's insurance. It's insurance. Yeah. And the problem, too. And insurance is not usually a good investment. Insurance, yeah. Unless you're investing in an insurance company. <laughs> exactly. Who I mean, ri- writes the insurance. That can be a good investment. So 
the only time you get money from an insurance company is you do something. Something happens that is uh, not good. Right. You wreck a car, your house burns down, something like that. Or life insurance, you die. Yeah. You don't get to enjoy that money. Right. So it, that's what I'm saying is, is you know, I would, I would strongly – because you have people ask you all the time, you know, what, where's my insurance? Where's my insurance? Insurance costs money. Insurance cuts into what you can earn with your portfolio. And over time, insurance will actually erode your value. Yeah. No matter no matter what. If you did this strategy for 50 years, it would erode your potential your potential value. Instead of because we we actually talked about I guess uh, earlier uh, not today a different time the the compounding ability it erodes your compounding ability right you know and, and the power of compounding is much greater than any other force that you can produce in your portfolio right but it takes time exactly. Uh, so that's what I was wanting to get at with this article was that, you know, don't don't look for the foolproof strategy because ultimately there there's a, a consequence to that quote unquote foolproof strategy. Yep. You know, and the consequence is is you're you're cutting into your your returns over time, you're cutting into your production over time. Um Michael Burry of the Big Short says he has found the next market bubble. What is it? Yeah, so he actually, uh, similar to the the first article that we talked about, um, the the bubble that he sees is in passive investment. Uh, so Michael Burry, he was one of the first ones to call the uh, subprime mortgage crisis, uh, the bubble in that. Um, so he says passive investments such as index funds, and uh, ETFs are inflating stock and bond prices in a similar way that collateralized debt obligations did for subprime mortgages more than 10 years ago. Uh, so he told this to Bloomberg News in an email. Uh, when the massive inflows into passive vehicles reverse, it will be ugly, he said. These are ETFs. Yes. And this is what most people own is ETFs. Exactly. And he said, like most bubbles, the longer it goes on, the worse the crash will be. Uh, this is very much like the bubble in synthetic asset-backed CDOs before the great financial crisis in that price setting uh, in that market was not done by fundamental security level analysis, but by massive capital flows. All right. So beware of ETFs. Most people own them. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. Win your way to our 2019 iHeartRadio Music Festival, plus $1,000. And you can score the ultimate VIP Money Can't Buy grand prize experience, including front row tickets, 10 grand spending cash, backstage access with VIP meet and greets, first class flights, a Nightingale suite at the new Park MGM, and so much more. Two nights, September 20th and 21st. T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. You could be there in person. Just listen for your next chance to text and win. Did you know that 42% of all cancer is preventable? One in nine men will be diagnosed with prostate cancer this year. But the Prostate Cancer Foundation is funding the science to change that. Risk factors for cancer include family history and genetics, but also lifestyle factors like smoking and diet. You can be a partner in your own health care with just a few simple changes. This September, during Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, go to PCF.org to download your free exercise and nutrition guide for living well beyond cancer. Don't fall for a threatening call that appears to be law enforcement. It's a scam. Better Business Bureau's president and CEO, Rihanna Smith-Hamblin, has more. Scam artists are calling local consumers using scare tactics to convince them that they have been linked to drug trafficking. The scammers threaten to freeze personal assets if personal information is not provided. Never give someone you don't know your personal information. Just hang up the phone. For more tips, go to BBB.org. 
Dorian, now lashing parts of New England, but further south, Dorian left a path of destruction in the outer banks of North Carolina. ABC's Rob Marciano is in Nags Head. The Carolinas reeling after the wrath of Hurricane Dorian. Residents on Ocracoke Island assessing the damage after near-record storm surge swamped neighborhoods. Homes and backyards flooded, cars left submerged. Hyde County choppers flying onto the island to help the estimated 800 people who did not evacuate. In the Bahamas, a humanitarian crisis, the United Nation estimates 70,000 people are homeless from Dorian's destruction on the Abaco and Grand Bahama Islands. 43 people confirmed dead, thousands still unaccounted for. In California last night, family and friends gathered for a vigil for the 34 passengers and one crew member who died in the boat fire off the coast of Ventura County earlier this week. The cause of that blaze remains under investigation. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Cloudy skies early today as you get deeper into the afternoon. The sun taking control. We'll see a high this afternoon topping out mainly into the mid and upper 70s. Looking good out of Kroger Field this evening with thermometers falling into the 60s. 50s early on Sunday. Sunday afternoon, putting the wraps on your weekend. It's 75 to 80 with a little cloud cover coming back in. It's going to be a shower or two around. As you go into Sunday night and Monday, have a great weekend. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey and your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP and iHeart Radio Station. Hey guys, it's Sue Cosner, your favorite sexual health expert, with another version of Ask the Pro. This month, I got a letter from Sandy in Seattle about an explosive bedroom secret she and her husband recently discovered. She writes, Dear Sue, my husband and I used to have a great life in the bedroom, but in the last few years, he has struggled. He's tried about everything, but nothing has worked. Then one day he came home and gave me a night I will never forget. He told me about this secret formula, Noxitril, that changed our life in the bedroom once and for all. Wow, Sandy, you beat me to it. I recommend Noxitril to every guy that struggles in the bedroom. It's the only one. Noxitril is all natural and works to increase blood flow fast. It's like that little blue pill on steroids. Noxitril has a special free bottle offer shipped discreetly to your door. To find out how to get a free bottle of Noxitril, call 800-217-1579. 800-217-1579. Free bottles for a limited time, so call now. 800-217-1579. 800-217-1579. HelpWantedLexington.com presents the world's worst boss, the one who posts jobs on huge national job sites looking for anyone with a pulse. We'll just call him Dave. Dave, did you forward me this email from Svetlana? Yes. You want me to interview her for a job? Well, it says she's looking to get down to business. It also says she likes gentle bear cub man who knows what he likes. I'm gentle. Dave, this is a Ukrainian dating site. Corporate said we should hire more diverse candidates. Don't be a Dave. Find your perfect local employee at HelpWantedLexington.com. Local jobs that work. 6.30 WLAP. I'm not saying that I'm something special. But you might know my name to some degree. Sometimes I can't believe that I'm still standing. And it feels pretty good to be me. Back on the Tom Dupree show. So, Philip, you had some more you wanted to cover from this Michael Burry story. Yeah, so, you know, uh, he was talking about the, the next bubble and it being in uh, ETFs, uh, you know, and it being, so he says, like, most bubbles, the longer it goes on, the worse the crash will be. Uh, this is very much like the bubble in synthetic asset-backed CDOs before the great financial crisis and that price setting in that market was not done by fundamental security level analysis, but by massive capital flows based on Nobel approved models of risk that proved to be untrue. Uh, 
So he says, low-cost passive vehicles have gained popularity on Main Street. Passive investments have now taken over nearly half of the stock market as more investors shun stock pickers and flock to index funds, according to the Bank of America's Merrill Lynch. Uh, equity passive funds alone have ballooned to more than $3 trillion uh, in less than 10 years, according to Morningstar. These funds mirror just about anything that can be tracked. They include indexes such as S&P 500 or the Russell 2000. Uh, so he says trillions of dollars in assets globally are indexed to these stocks. The theater keeps getting more crowded, but the exit door is the same as it always was. All this uh, gets worse as you get into even less li uh, liquid equity and bond markets globally. So this goes back to what we were talking about in the first article, right. the fact that you know, you've got all these flows into just these, oh, I'm just going to track the S&P 500 or I'm going to track this. And and we talked about, you know, this actually happened in 2016 where yep. people tried to exit and the market maker had no clue what he was going to get on the on the bid side. Yep. So he has to make a, you know, a 10% spread to cover his butt. Right. It's the same principle that he's, that he's getting at, which he's actually got a very, you know, he's on to something here in the fact that, you know, if you do see a max, uh, um, a max exodus in, uh, uh, you know, an equity position, you know, this is because there's been no fundamental analysis on something. That's right. You know, people are going to flock like a herd. Exactly. But on the flip side, this presents opportunity for somebody that has done their research. Yep. You know, and, and the one thing that I did – semi disagree with him on I, I put air quotes around semi is because he kind of compares it to uh the the synthetic uh, cdos and you know when you compare something like that to 2008 you know that was that was a leverage game that was leverage upon leverage right so when you it was like jenga when you knock the <laughs> the bottom the bottom rung out the other 12 on top of it all come tumbling down that's right you know, so this is a little bit different in how this is going to act. Yeah. Because eventually, you know, eventually money will shift and then it'll realize, hey, wait a minute. You know, these these things aren't that bad. Yeah. And somebody will make a lot of money on the other right. end of it. Right. It's just the way of packaging certain stocks and bonds to make it it's usually about cutting corners. It's about making things easy and more palatable for the average investor. You can buy an ETF and it's supposedly no risk, no problem. But what they don't take into account is the fact that everything that is in that package has to be bought and sold in the market somewhere in order for it to be liquidated. Yeah. And, um, They've tried to make things easy, but sometimes it makes things worse when you look at the ultimate exit strategy. Exactly, and that's the the thing is that you know when when you put a hundred thousand dollars into a S and P five hundred ETF, that exactly like what you just said that the market maker now has to go out and he has to take that hundred thousand dollars and and piece and parcel it out to. To make the things, it, it's it's like the gold standard. How the right. gold standard, you had to have to gold make the sausage. Dollar. Yeah, you know, you've got to have it backing whatever you're buying, and then that's how it tracks. Uh, and when you want to exit, he's got to sell all those positions. And when you get a max uh, exodus, uh, you know, uh, like a, a bank run of sorts, well, there's nobody on the flip side to buy it. That's right. So he has to make the spread because there's no there's no price because there's been no fundamental analysis of someone sitting there going yeah I'll I'll, I'll buy it for this you know the the people that's done the fundamental analysis are sitting there going oh we'll wait yeah we're gonna have a little patience here we're gonna we're gonna let you squirm a little bit that's what Warren Buffett's doing right now by the way oh yeah <clears throat> and he will <laughs> Warren Buffett. And and there's been prime examples of this. Warren Buffett is the uh, the capital of last hope. That's what I'm yeah. gonna call it. And and when you gotta go to Warren Buffett for capital injection, you're in trouble. Yes, 
and he will take you to the cleaners. That's right. <laughs> he's, he's exactly. He's he's a he's a brilliant man, and that's a, he'll he'll say, yeah, I'll take some preferred shares at twelve percent interest. That's right. You know, perpetual. And you're gonna be glad you did this deal with me. <laughs> and you get the capital you need to survive, but right. now Warren Buffett gets twelve percent interest for thirty years off of you. Knowing if you can stomach the next big market swing by Jason Zweig, intelligent investor. If you ask in a questionnaire, if I ask you in a questionnaire whether you're afraid of snakes, you might say no. If I throw a live snake in your lap and then you ask if you're afraid of snakes, you'll probably say yes if you ever talk to me again. Investing is like that. On a bland hypothetical quiz, it's easy to say you'd buy more stocks if the market fell 10 or 20 percent or more in a real market crash it's a lot harder to step up and buy so it actually cracks me up a little bit if i throw a live snake in your lap and ask if you're afraid yeah you know this is this happens every single day and the fact that you know when you go and you take a quiz and yeah you know i've got this much risk tolerance and you know the 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 advisor on the other side is left to build out the portfolio based on this quiz and he's going off of this quiz for the remainder of your all's relationship we don't do quizzes yeah no uh, that that's 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 not something we do this is this is what i wanted to tell you about what we do at Dupree financial uh we don't do quizzes we actually sit down and talk with you we go over kind of where you're at in life, what you're what you're looking at. But the flip side is, and it goes back to the throwing the snake in your lap. You know, if you are educated on what you own, it makes it a lot easier to own it. You know, if 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 I've talked to you and said, "Hey, this is what you own. This is why you own it. This is why we bought it. This is what it does for you." Mm-hmm. Then you can go okay, you know, this this you can you can go through this in your head and and logically come to it's going to be okay. Yep. You know because ultimately, at at some point in every stock's life, there will be a bout of volatility. Yes. But if you own a good company that does something on a consistent basis, you know that produces consistent profits. Then, if the market goes down, you know, and bra- drags everything down with it, well, at this point, as we were talking about in the liquidity event, you've now got opportunity to buy something at a cheaper price. Right. But the only way you can step up and buy something at a cheaper price is if you feel comfortable doing it. You know, it, it's not like the oh, I'm gonna throw a snake in your lap. It's one of those. Are you afraid of snakes? Well, I have a snake here, but he's not poisonous. We cut his fangs out. He's actually a little slimy and slithery. He's actually very friendly. I'm going to hand him to you if you'd like, or if not, you can just pet him a little bit. You know, that's where I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm, I'm making this, I'm taking this analogy to the next level, but this is where you need to have an advisor that communicates with you. That knows about snakes. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I killed one this summer. It was just, I don't like snakes, but I'm not afraid of them. Yeah. Um, but this, this, what I was saying, this, this is where you need to have an advisor that not knows snakes, but, but knows you. And knows you and knows snakes. And knows your, por- and knows your portfolio. Knows right. why you're invested in things. because, And talks to you. Because that's where long-term investment success really comes from you know it it, you you do your homework but at the same time you have to have a level of ease about it level of security knowing that things are going to be okay and that doesn't come from oh you know i trust tom dupree to just do the right thing and i'm just going to hand you my money and walk away yeah those people make me nervous exactly they, they, <laughs> they, they don't want to know about their where their money is 
they're interested in having nice returns and no problems, but they don't follow what they're doing very closely. And that, that's where, if you have good communication, you know you don't you don't allow for certain mistakes to happen. Right. Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP. The news you want to know. Hurricane Dorian. Death toll rising. The news you need it's to know. It's a jobs boom. We must contend with the rise of China. Stay in the know. Gun legislation. Former Zimbabwean president died. News Radio 630. Stay alert and informed. WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. You've heard us talk about the importance of having your investments produce income. Well, it's no joke. The likelihood you run through your principal in a down market is much greater. If you're taking withdrawals from income rather than principal, you're adding insult to injury by liquidating stocks when the market is down. If you're withdrawing from your portfolio regularly to cover living expenses, you may be permanently eroding your principal. Wouldn't you rather just use income? We can show you how. For a no-cost, no-obligation meeting with us, call the Pre-Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Also, be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show Saturday from 7 to 9 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. You can also find us on Facebook and at DupreeFinancial.com. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Investor sues Merrill Lynch over paltry cash yields. With interest rates heading down these days, investors may be wondering what they are earning on cash reserves. If their money is held in a brokerage sweep account, the answer is probably not much. Sweep yields are well below are well below 0.25% at most brokerage firms. That pales in comparison with money market fund yields at around 1.9%. But rather than get mad, one investor tried to get even. She has filed a lawsuit against Bank of America Merrill Lynch over the paltry yields in her sweep and checking accounts held at the firm. According to the complaint, Sarah Vallely, a customer of B of A, opened three Merrill Lynch brokerage accounts at and a Bank of America checking account with about a million dollars combined. This is an article in Barron's, by the way, by Darren Fonda. She earned 0.1, uh, sorry, yeah, 0.14% in the edge accounts and 0.06% in the checking account, according to the complaints. Those yield <clears throat> are well below the roughly 2% she could have earned in the money market fund, the complaint says. Merrill isn't required to pay higher yields, of course, but the suit alleges the accuses the firm of failing to make adequate disclosures securing a client's prior written affirmative consent for the company's use of her cash and failing to disclose the rate terms adequately. I feel like this is her fault. Really? I really do. It's her fault for not educating herself properly on what she wanted to do with the money and just trusting that Merrill Edge would just do, you know, do do the right thing. Uh, the problem is, and, and this is what we talk about with our accounts, is there, there's layers of liquidity. And it, this whole hour seems about liquidity. But yeah. with when you're comparing a sweep account to a money market fund, if you want to buy stock with the cash that you have or buy a, a bond, whatever the security may be, in a sweep account, you just buy it, and it clears. Right. The bank, uh, the underlying bank, takes on the liquidity risk at that point. Yeah. Because they have to go out and whatever they had that money invested in, it's like deposits at the bank. They have to clear it, send it. With a money market fund, that's exactly what it is. It's a fund. So you have to now sell the fund, take on the liquidity risk, go in, buy whatever other security you have. Right. 
the problem here is she had a million dollars that she just held in cash. Yep. You know, what what are you trying to accomplish with that at that point? You know, if if you're trying to get excess yield, well, then you just need to invest it at that point. Right. You know, you don't hold it in cash. You you know, go buy a money market fund or something. Um that that's where I have a problem with this is that, you know, we have sweep accounts in, in our portfolios. You know, the money the, the, the money, the cash reserves go into a sweep account, but we hold very little in there because we know exactly what it is, is it's just cash. Yeah. It doesn't earn anything. Layered. not designed to it's designed to be liquid for when you need it yes it's levels of liquidity you know you keep one or two percent of the account you know maybe three there so that way if you have to act like by the second it's there yeah then the remainder of your dry powder liquid reserves that you want to keep that's where you find the money market funds or treasuries or, or some kind of kind of stable value type thing that you invest in, but that's exactly what it is. It's an investment. You're earning a yield. You're earning a return, and you have to get in and out of it. That's your next level. So you've got cash you can act immediately on. Then you have your next level. Then you have your securities. Right. It's it's levels of liquidity throughout the entire portfolio. Yeah, and a money market fund is less liquid than cash reserves, which is more liquid than securities or a money market fund. And um, it depends on the hypothesis that you begin with is where do you want your money? You want it able to be invested in securities quickly, or are you going to put it permanently in cash? Exactly. And, and that's that's where, like, you know, I, I see your complaint, but at the same time, I feel like you don't just open an account and just dump money into it and expect them to, you know, go out and buy a money market fund because they have to take on the, the liquidity risk, the sweet yield risk right? at that point. And that's exactly why there's, there, there's a low return on a sweep account because the bank actually does take on a risk. And if you have a brokerage account, you have one of these sweep accounts. You may not realize you have it, but if you have money in cash in a brokerage account, you've probably got a sweep account. This is how it applies to the average investor. Exactly. I think that, you know, to educate someone out there that you, you should look. And when uh, when your broker's telling you, yeah, we're holding 20% in cash, is it in a sweep account or is it in right. a money market? That's you know, right. You, you should, or is it in T-bills? Or is it in T-bills? You, you should educate yourself on these things because if he's holding 20% in just cash sweep account, you've got 20% of your account that is literally zero, nothing. For doing it. nothing. Just being cash. Being. It's just being. Just being. That's right. It ain't doing. It's being. <laughs> the little differences between 401Ks and IRAs can cost big bucks. This is by Laura Saunders in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, so this is actually uh, kind of scary. But So what happens here uh, says individual retirement accounts and 401k plans share many features in common, but they also have subtle differences. Not knowing the nuances can raise the tax bill sometimes by a lot. Both IRAs and 401ks are tax-favored retirement accounts, and with the demise of traditional pensions, people have turned to them to save for their golden years at the end uh, at the end of 2018 accounts held 16.3 trillion in assets nearly triple that of uh, the total of 2000 uh, but these accounts aren't the same uh, one upstate new york couple ran smack into an arbitrary difference that raised their tax bill 65 percent uh so it says in 2015 bomb amadi and lily Sultani Amadi needed a bit more cash for a down payment on a house in a good school district. Uh, so they withdrew almost $7,000 from uh, Mrs. Amadi's 401k. The couple knew they'd owe some tax. Uh, what they didn't know uh, was that they would also owe a 10% penalty because uh, unlike an IRA, 
the 401k does not have that first time home buyers penalty exemption. Uh, the problem was, was that their 401k, uh, plan, uh, advisor gave them the advice that yes, this was their first time home and they, they wouldn't be penalized. Uh, the problem I have with this is I feel like if you're going to advise someone on a plan, you know, if we're giving you advice on your IRA, we should know the rules. Right. You know, and if I don't know the rule, I will find out the rule. That's right. And, you know, this rule, not not only it, it costs them another $700 in taxes because of a penalty. Uh, the other thing, too, is I feel like where the advice went really wrong here was the fact that they should have said, you know, you, you can actually finance 100% of a home. You know, there, there are mortgage products out there that allow that now. Right. Uh, instead of saying that, you know, they're taking money out because $7,000, the compounding factor, you know, if you, if you, if you average 7% annually and you do this over 20 years, well, that's $7,000 is now worth 28 about, that's right. you know, so 28,000. So you, you fourfolded it. Versus over twenty years, you may have paid on that seven thousand dollars. You may have paid what three thousand in interest. Yeah. So, to save yourself three thousand dollars, you cost yourself twenty one. By taking it out of your IRA. Yeah, you cost yourself twenty one thousand. Not to mention the taxes that you paid. Okay. If you want to know more about our services. You can call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. Check us out on Facebook. Look at our website, DupreeFinancial.com. We specialize in retirement investing. Appreciate you listening to us today. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.